Hello and welcome to the Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. This is the Earth Church. And the Earth Church isn't just in radio land. It's also physically, it's a building with people in it who are shouting and singing. And it's located at Avenue C and East 3rd Street in the East Village. And we worship, I guess that's a word, 3 p.m. on Sundays, starting September 4th. We've been taking August off. Just a couple weeks from this coming Sunday, we will be there together. You can live stream. Just get the information at revbilly.com, R-E-V-Billy.com. earth change, 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 change. That word is the commonest word in the English language. It just follows us around and hits us all the time. That's because it's the word of marketing. Corporate marketing, $400 billion per annum in the U.S. of A. Too much. Don't give them so much money. The corporations want us to buy the avalanche of products they have. Overproduction, overconsumption. That's, that's, the, that's the system we find ourselves in. Well, change has become meaningless. It doesn't have the meaning it used to have. It now is a kind of placeholder, isn't it? It's being used so often from so many angles. Not just products, either. People who want to be good. People who want to help you be better. Good people who want us to help be... (laughs) I'm kind of choking on it. Well-meaning leftists. They use the word change. And you know what? It's become diluted, it seems to want to have another phrase replace it. Or let's just say actual experience will replace it. Because people aren't satisfied with just the word change anymore. They say real change, real change. It's going to come in and it's going to change you. It's going to change your life. It's going to save you. People are always embroidering the word now, never quite catching up to what they can't say. And yet we know don't we? That it is pointing us in the direction of something we've got to do. And what is that? We've got to actually stop putting fossil fuels in the air. Actually stop the plastics and the pesticides, the industrial agriculture. Actually stop the meat industry. Yes. Everything is, well, at least not everything. The earth will live, but civilization might not and you and I might not live. So we do have to uh, uh, accomplish a kind of radical new approach to language, to storytelling, to work, to our relationship with the earth. I have a gift for you. I have a gift. I want to replace that word change. It's another kind of thing. Oh, but I, I can't do it right now. We need some music right now, don't we? Somebody give me a somebody give me a change, hallelujah. Death makes the sun rise. 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 One, two, three, four. Extinction is 
addition number six. One, two, three, four, five. Two, three, four, five. Three, four, five. We better say I love you. We better say. We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. Extinction is real. Extinction is you. We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. Extinction is real. Extinction is here. We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. Extinction is Death makes the sunrise. That's my gift. And that's our gift to each other. And that's the gift of existence to us. The mass extinction, the sixth extinction, reminds us what we have. 
95% of what science claims to be able to see is completely unknown to us. And in the Earth Church, we call it the fabulous unknown. And that is a gift. What we recognize and see around us and are overwhelmed by, this dazzling life that the white noise, the over-education, the pavement and the glass, the toxicity, you and me shouting at each other, all of that is just 5% of what is. And in the middle of that, we can't make change anymore. Become nourished, become powerful. Go to what is. It is the fabulous unknown. That's what the Earth Church calls it, the fabulous unknown. From what we don't know, we will have the power of creation. That is what is beyond birth and beyond death. We have that together. earth earth a little bit of a DIY mysticism there for you. Somebody give me an earth Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The Vibrant Oceans Initiative presented their white paper on the future of coral reefs this week. Forecasts show that coral reef ecosystems around the globe key to huge numbers of marine species and a source of food, livelihoods, and cultural heritage for half a billion people are likely to become functionally degraded by 2050 if the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement are not met. Even with drastic emission reductions to ensure global warming is kept within 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, up to 90% of the world's corals could still vanish in the next three decades. Brain activity and structure in transgender adolescents more closely resembles the typical activation patterns of their desired gender, according to new research. The findings suggest that differences in brain function may occur early in development and that brain imaging may be a useful tool for earlier identification of transgenderism in young people. People may be willing to condone statements they know to be false and even spread misinformation on social media if they believe those statements could become true in the future, according to research published by the American Psychological Association. Whether the situation involves a politician making a controversial statement, a business stretching the truth in an advertisement, or a job seeker lying about their professional skills on a resume, people who consider how a lie might become true subsequently think it is less unethical to tell because they judge the lie's broader message as truer. A new study reveals that elephant babies are able to keep up with the herd straight after birth. Elephant herds do not slow down for mothers who've just given birth, according to new research from the University of Oxford in collaboration with Save the Elephants. Elephants need to keep moving in order to find the amount of food and water they need to survive. So how do families manage with new babies? The secret lies with the 22-month gestation period. That sees mature baby elephants emerge from the womb able to keep up with the family from the day they're born. The findings published in Animal Behavior show the average daily speed of the mother did not significantly change during pregnancy, birth, or when moving with a newborn calf, except for a small dip in daily speed on the day of birth itself. In fact, the speed on the day before the elephant gave birth and the day after were not different from the yearly average speed. An enzyme with an elusive role in severe inflammation may be a key mechanism driving COVID-19 severity. 
and could provide a new therapeutic target to reduce COVID-19 mortality, according to a study published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation. Researchers analyzed blood samples from two COVID-19 patient cohorts and found that circulation of the enzyme secreted phospholipase A2 group 2A, or SPLA2-2A, may be the most important factor in predicting which patients with severe COVID-19 eventually succumb to the virus. SPLA2-2A, which has similarities to an active enzyme in rattlesnake venom, is found in low concentrations in healthy individuals and has long been known to play a critical role in defense against bacterial infections, destroying microbial cell membranes. When the activated enzyme circulates at very high levels, it has the capacity to shred the membranes of vital organs. A new study from UC Davis addresses the overlapping stressors facing nine whale species in California waters. The study examines the main causes of death for whale species in the California current ecosystem, which stretches from British Columbia, Canada to Baja, California, Mexico. The whales considered in the study include humpback, gray, blue, fin, minke, say, sperm, North Pacific right, and killer whales. The California Ocean Protection Council aims to develop a plan for achieving zero mortality for whales in the California current ecosystem this year. Achieving such a goal requires understanding the key drivers of whale deaths, opportunities for policy change, and coordinated management across the ecosystem. The report found that five main contributors to whale mortality are currently targeted with relevant policy responses, entanglements, vessel strikes, noise, water quality, and marine debris, but three other threats, nutritional stress, disease, and predation, need to also be considered to provide a more holistic approach towards managing whale death. The Biden administration moved Tuesday to revive America's troubled nuclear power industry, with $6 billion in subsidies aimed at continued operation of financially strapped plants. The launch of the program, part of the administration's strategy to fight climate change, would bail out operators of plants in economic distress. The program is funded through the infrastructure package President Biden signed into law last year. U.S. nuclear power plants contribute more than half of our carbon-free electricity, and President Biden is committing to keeping those plants active to reach our clean energy goals, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said in a statement. While nuclear power is considered by some to be carbon neutral, it has long been controversial among climate activists because of the other environmental risks associated with it. Scientists are using simulations to find that climate change is altering the mechanics of surface ocean circulations, making them faster and thinner. These changes can have a ripple effect in the ocean, affecting the transport of the nutrients organisms need as well as that of microorganisms themselves. Swifter currents may also affect the processes by which the ocean removes carbon and heat from the atmosphere and protects the planet from excessive atmospheric warming. In South Africa, the heaviest rains in decades pummeled the KwaZulu-Natal province, killing more than 300 people and causing billions of rand worth of damages to properties and infrastructure. Torrential rainfall caused mudslides which trapped people under buildings. Officials described the event as one of the worst weather storms in the history of South Africa. President Cyril Ramaphosa said the flooding was a catastrophe of enormous proportions. First indications are that about one month of average rainfall occurred over one or two days.
The war in Ukraine is compounding a hunger crisis across East Africa as drought grips the region and food prices soar, aid agencies have warned. The Horn of Africa is facing one of its most severe droughts in recent history. Three consecutive rainy days have failed to materialize since October 2020, and below average rainfall is forecast again through the end of May. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is making things worse by impeding the wheat trade. The two countries account for about a quarter of the world's wheat exports. That includes the supply of around 90% of East Africa's imported wheat. Wheat accounts for a third of the average national cereal consumption in East Africa, 84% of which is met by imports. Wheat prices have soared 80% since the invasion and further disruption is expected. In Ethiopia, a week after the Russian invasion, the price of sunflower oil rose by 215%. A drought over four consecutive rainy seasons would be unprecedented since records began around 1920. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Bwindi mountain gorilla. The mountain gorilla is a very powerful animal, usually over five feet tall and weighing between 250 and 400 pounds. They live to be about 40 to 50 years old. The mountain gorilla is highly social and lives in relatively stable, cohesive groups held together by long-term bonds between adult males and females. Relationships among females are relatively weak. These groups are non-territorial. The dominant male generally defends his group rather than his territory. The mountain gorilla is primarily terrestrial and quadrupedal. However, it will climb into fruiting trees if the branches can carry its weight. Like all great apes other than humans, its arms are longer than its legs. It moves by knuckle walking, supporting its weight on the backs of its curved fingers rather than its palms. The mountain gorilla is diurnal, spending most of the day eating as large quantities of food are needed to sustain its massive bulk. It forages in the early morning, rests during the late morning, and in the afternoon it forages again before resting at night. Each gorilla builds a nest from surrounding vegetation to sleep in, constructing a new one every evening. Only infants sleep in the same nest as their mothers. They leave their sleeping sites when the sun rises at around 6 a.m., except when it is cold and overcast. Then they often stay longer in their nests. In Uganda's Bwindi Impenetrable National Park is a sanctuary for half of the world's remaining population of endangered mountain gorillas, alongside forest elephants and many other species. Bwindi is home to the dense mountain forests of the Albertine Rift and swaths of lowland forests, showcasing hundreds of tree and fern varieties, as well as more than 300 species of birds and butterflies. The Ugandan government plans to build a surfaced road that cuts through the park, though scientists and conservationists believe that new roads will imperil the mountain gorillas even further. And here, the sound of the windy mountain gorilla and its habitat.
they called you an unprecedented disaster. Is that right? Is that all we hear in your screaming wind? Are you a menacing, unknowable, savage world? After the storm, we, the rogue species, we stand where we burned in the trees. And we listen to your silent spring. We put our ear to the ground and hear in the traumatized land a seed-stirring sound. Your scream is a talking softly breeze. And we know that the climate tragedy, it's an instruction to us. A way forward for life. We ask that you let us make a home again. find a way to live after the storm. We promise you we are transformed. Hallelujah. Can you just give us a uh, give us a little teaching, Bertha? Just go ahead, Bertha. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Hello, saints. Saints. All y'all saints out there. See when they ask me. To come and say, well, why don't you just come on out to this show? Because we, you know, make people sing. I said, well, okay. <laughs> no, that I have to do anything. But I am this theater, this choir, this church, these musicians. Y'all have blessed me tonight. Aww. 
Thank you so much for recognizing ACORN and recognizing the struggle, you know, that uh, the attacks that the devil put upon us, and uh, which was a precursor um, to Wisconsin. But there's an evil going on right tonight. There's an evil in this town. This town is surrounded. It is surrounded by the most salacious, bodacious, outrageous, messinacious <laughs> corporation that you ever saw. You know, Mayday, right? Hallelujah. Mayday is the day for workers. But you ask any worker that works in a Walmart, you ask them, what about your wages? You ask them, what about your working conditions? You ask them, what about discrimination? And they will tell you that Walmart is a Walmart. Walmart. Walmart, what I say, Walmart. Walmart. Hey, Walmart. Hallelujah, Reverend Billy here again. Well, we come to the end, the conclusion of today's Earth Church service. I want to thank some of the people that have been up here at the uh, earthy, foresty kind of altar that we have here. In fact, I'm sitting in the Earth Church in the East Village right now, and what do we have? Our altar is a, an enormous picture from outer space of the beautiful white and blue spinning Earth. Here we are, Avenue C and 3rd Street. Join us sometime. Get the information at RevBilly.com. We start up again September 4th, Sunday, 3 p.m., New York time. And thanking some of the people that made today possible, Jason Candler, our editor, and the Eagles, the Fiery Eagles of Justice, gave us that wonderful transformation song. That's Jason on saxophone with Brendan Burke on the drums. Bertha Lewis coming into the Earth Church on Theater 80 back in 2011, um, accepting sainthood in the church. She was struggling against Walmart, which she succeeded in keeping out of New York City. The Savitri D, news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank the Stop Shopping Choir. Wow, that extinction song knocked me out. John Carlin, Carl Hallberg, and Ali Deneen are featured singers there. About 30 of you singing there. I know you'll be here in the Earth Church in the East Village in just a couple Sundays. 
Oh, we're making our way to the edge of that old city where the king's walls trying to keep us out of the fabulous unknown, the darkness beyond. But that's where we belong. That's our home. We'll return. We'll return and walk right through this wall like the fundamental particles of dark energy. Come back to this city. Change it. Change it. A new kind of action. Change it in a new kind of way for the earth. Somebody give me an earth alleluia. Earth alleluia. Earth alleluia. Earth alleluia.